I gave you a land on which you had not labored, and towns that you had not built, and you lived in them. You eat the fruit of vineyards and olive yards that you did not plant. Now, therefore, revere the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. Now, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our ancestors up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight. He protected us along the way that we went, and among all the peoples through whom we passed. Let us hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I was drawn to the 24th chapter of uh, Joshua in recognition of this celebration of Heritage Sunday because that was something of a Heritage Sunday. Joshua is getting to the end of his life and he calls all of the nation of Israel together. And in a very, very long sermon, he talks about all that God had done for them. How God first came to Abraham, calling him to go and establishing a covenant. How God led God's people through all the long years through the exodus, through the conquest of the land of Canaan, Joshua celebrates all that God has done, then makes his own promise to be faithful to God and invites the whole nation of Israel to do the same. Well, there are some very positive things to take from that sermon. I think it's important for us all to acknowledge what God has done for us in the course of our journey, to look back with gratitude for the ways in which God has led, guided, and shaped who we are, who we have become. The other positive aspect of that covenant at Shechem was the value of community. Because it wasn't just God and each individual, but it was God and the community that God created out of all those people. It was an important day, remembering the past and making a pledge toward the future. But we also see in this passage, I think, some of the very negative aspects of religion. Negative aspects that I think we would do well to free ourselves from as we practice our own Christian faith. The first thing that jumps out at me 
is when Joshua stands up before the body and he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm fairly certain Joshua didn't check with anybody else. <laughs> he probably didn't ask his wives if they agreed with him. <laughs> probably didn't poll his children to see if they went along with the whole idea. No, that was a day of patriarchy when the dominant male in the family made the decisions for everyone and everybody else's will would have been erased on that day. Yeah, one of the negative aspects of religious life in general is we tend to not check with one another. We tend to presume and in our presumptions we miss one another. The second part of that event that gives me a little bit of trouble is the way they devalue the gods of the others. Put away the gods that you worshipped beyond the river when you were in Egypt and do not follow the gods of the Amorites those would have been the Canaanites, the people living in that land. Asserting our own identity and devaluing the identity of our neighbors is not a good thing to do. And it was also a covenant renewal where violence was blessed and violence was understood as God's way and if you read through the whole book of Joshua you'll probably get very uncomfortable with the number of people who die the way that God is portrayed as a warrior driving out the Canaanites and lest you think that that's just something lost to history. I remember reading many sermons from Puritan New England preachers, and when they talked about the settlers coming into New England, they talk about driving out the native peoples in the same way. Violence blessed, seen as God's will. Violence blessed by religious difference. One of the people I'm fond of reading is a gentleman by the name of Brian McLaren. And he adopts an understanding of religious life by taking an image from software. And he talks about God 5.0. He gets there by saying God 1.0 is what we experience in our childhood, in our infancy. When we are hungry, someone feeds us. When we cry, someone picks us up. When we are wet, someone changes us. And we develop an expectation that God would be a God who would care for us. And that is not wrong. It's just not the whole truth. We develop God 2.0 sometime when we're a toddler 
Do you remember feeding your child Cheerios? And all of a sudden, this bright, delightful two-year-old gets an idea of generosity and takes one of those Cheerios out of their mouth that's been covered with saliva and many other things, and they hand it back to you with great joy. Lovely experience, was it not? <laughs> God 2.0 is the awakening of generosity when we understand that others are real. We see them, we care. God 3.0, according to Brian McLaren, is when we begin to realize that there are rules and that when we follow the rules, life seems to go better for us and for everyone else. And at God 4.0, we begin to see that we are bonded to other people. We develop relationships with a significant other, perhaps, with the community, perhaps with a nation. I think Joshua is at God 4.0. That God is leading the Israelites even at the expense of the Egyptians. God is blessing the Israelites even though it's disastrous for the Canaanites. In 1994, I was in the West East Jerusalem, and I talked to a young woman who told me the story of her family's life. In 1967, when there was the very quick war and Israel took the city of East Jerusalem, Her family was evicted from the home that her grandfather had built at no compensation, suddenly homeless. God 4.0. We have to strive for a God that's 5.0 to understand that all of humanity is created and loved by God, that we live in relationship not just with other Christians, but with every other living person. Everyone matters. It's not just about us. And we have to remember that because they died in Pittsburgh simply because they were Jewish, praying in a synagogue, and they died in New Zealand just because they were Muslim, offering prayers. And just a week ago, they died in Sri Lanka because they were Christian. And I was shocked to awaken this morning to the news that in Southern California, there was another shooting in another temple by someone. The suspect was later identified from San Diego. The apparent author of a manifesto who claimed to have set a nearby mosque on fire a month ago 
See, we've got to get beyond God 4.0 and reach toward a God of 5.0, that we are all human beings, all of us, together. I've got a lovely note from the, the imam here in the city of Concord. Imam Mustafa, he wrote, On behalf of the Islamic Society of Greater Concord, we stand in solidarity with Sri Lankan Christians and convey our deepest sorrow and our deepest sympathy. May God give comfort to their loved ones and may God bless the injured with quick and lasting recovery. May Sri Lanka, a lush, green, and beautiful country, follow New Zealand's example by rising above hatred. We Muslims and people of faith must pray that God keeps all the innocents safe and guide all oppressors to a path of peace and coexistence. Our heritage is a heritage of a God of 5.0 who doesn't hold us as special but invites us to hold the whole world with love and with care. Well, today is Heritage Sunday, and uh, we want to celebrate and give thanks for our heritage here at Wesley Church.